On this week's episode of the WDW Reflections Podcast, we catch up on things that have been going on since our last show. Howdy, folks. Ah, there you are. And just in time. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. Today, I want to share with you some of our ideas for Disney World. Yo ho, yo ho, a parent's life for me. A parent's life for me. A parent's life for me. Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast with your hosts, Dewey, Ron, and Tony. Here, we love to talk about Walt Disney World, the way we remember it, how it's changed, and how and why we still enjoy frequenting the happiest place on earth. You may learn some facts you never knew before, and you may even return to your own memories of the Walt Disney World Resort. And hopefully, we can share these memories together. So come with us on a podcast journey as we reflect on the WDW Reflections Podcast. Please stand clear of the doors. Reflections. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast, your unofficial guide through Disney World memories and their connections to the parks we know and love today. I am Dewey. I'm one of your hosts coming to you from my home in Delaware, a little bit chilly here in Delaware today. And this is episode number 41 of the WDW Reflections Podcast. We thank y'all for being here with us. But before we get to this episode's main topic, we'd like to invite y'all to connect with us through the social media accounts that the show has. And we would like to offer y'all the opportunity to possibly become involved as a contributor to future shows. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at WDW Reflections Podcast and on Twitter at WDW Reflections. All right. With that out of the way, let's get started with the show. So with me today are my podcast travel buddies. Ron and Tony coming to me, coming to us from Cleveland, Tennessee is my good buddy, Ron. How you doing, bud? Hey, we're doing well. Looking forward to um, reuniting um, with everyone and our listeners and looking forward to our discussion today. Yeah, I want to talk about the listeners here in just a second. But before we do that, there's one more guy we need to talk to, my good buddy, Tony G coming to us from the Big Apple. What's going on, Tony? Good morning, guys, and good morning, everybody. Um, I'm glad to be here and glad that we're we're getting a chance to catch up again. It's been a, a, a mild minute there since we've had a chance to sit and talk about what's been going on at the parks. And I think this episode would be kind of different because we want to kind of just bounce ideas off each other about what's been going on since we last recorded. Yeah, just in the last week, there's been a lot of I guess Disney World news. So we're we're going to talk about some of that today. But uh, I just wanted to talk. Ron just a minute ago mentioned uh, you know saying hello to the listeners. Tony, you did too. We haven't had a chance in the in probably about a month or so to get together and 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 talk Disney with each other and and with our fam with our family and friends and listeners and all those people. So I was looking at uh, some demographics and stuff of the uh, the show and just playing around the other day and we currently have had listeners in 13 different countries so that's cool. uh, that's pretty exciting to me uh you know the people that live in my house don't particularly want to listen to me so <laughs> the fact that people somewhere else in the world 
Uh, we don't want to listen to you either. But I know. I don't know. Uh, but somebody in Japan does because it says right here. Um, we're hoping we're bringing you a little bit of your Disney memories and reflections to you. And if you are out there and you're able to contribute, why don't you record us a little video or send us a note? Let us know why you're listening. What what brought you to the show? And, and uh, is there anything you want us to talk about? Is there something that we're not doing here that you'd like to hear about? Absolutely. If you guys are listening to the show, give us a holler. We would love to to interact with you, talk to you, and, you know, just kind of get your feelings on what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, and, you know, ideas, whatever you got. We would love to love to connect with y'all. So, obviously, United States is the number number one. 84% of our listeners are in the United States, so that's pretty cool. But, um, so, if you guys were guessing, there's 12 other countries besides the United States where we've had listeners. Who do you think, which country do you think uh, comes in at number two uh, with 7% of our listeners coming from this uh, this country. What would your guess be? We'll start with you, Ron. Be one of two, I think. And I think I'm going to stick with Canada. Okay. Tony, what's your guess? I'm going to go across the pond and say it's the UK. That was my UK. second guess. So. UK is coming in at 7% of our wow. listeners is the UK. Uh, Ron, you weren't too far off. Canada is 4%, 4% with Canada. So Germany, 3%. So, you know, uh, uh, most of these next few are, you know, English is not their first language in, in these countries. So uh, I'll tell you, I am not listening to uh, podcasts from Germany or Italy or anything because I don't speak their language. And clearly these the people in these countries are smarter than me because they do speak English. And, you know, it's well, yeah, language. it's interesting to me how many countries actually um, not only encourage, mandate that their students learn. Absolutely. Language, which is primarily English. But but we've got listeners. So uh, United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Germany, Italy, Ireland, Japan, Vietnam, Brazil, Sweden, Russia, wow. Mexico and the Netherlands. So, and we've uh, also just, been looking. I've been looking at some of the uh, the age ranges as well. I'm not going to reveal that here, but I will say it's interesting to see that it seems most of the people are within our own age group, which is mm. kind of interesting too. Fifty five percent of our listeners are in our age group, actually. Yeah. So that's interesting to me too. So I guess so, our age group identifies with our our grumpy old, or at least uh, <laughs> I'm the grumpy one, our grumpy old opinions, right? <laughs> All right. So uh, that's just cool stuff. Uh, you know, I expected United States and I expected other English speaking countries to, you know, listen some. But that's just super cool that this little, you know, this little show that we put together every couple of weeks, you know, mostly just for our own entertainment, that other people are finding it entertaining from all around the world. And I just found that really cool. So uh, those of you that are listening, that's really cool. We appreciate it. We hope you enjoy it. Keep listening. Contact us and we'd love to connect with you. Yeah, and, and if you are listening and you do enjoy our content, it helps if you do press the like button. I know you hear this on every video, but it really is true because we are doing this for fun. We're just getting together every weekend, really, really early sometimes. And it helps to know that somebody out there cares about what we're doing. You know, if we see a like, we go, okay, well, at least we know someone watched this or, or heard this and, and uh, it encourages us to do more of it. Keep going, right? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. 
All right. So let's talk about the main segment. We're not going to do a uh, history of an attraction today. We're not going to do a, a triple R challenge. That's uh, we, that last show was a triple R challenge. So definitely more of those coming, but we're not going to do that today. Uh, what we thought we would do today is just kind of catch up because uh, as the guys and I, you know, we chit chat you know, and we have a little chat that we talk about things from now and then. And we've been noticing that there's, and just in the last couple of weeks, been a ton of, I guess you could call it Disney World news, stuff happening in the Walt Disney Company or at Disney World specifically. So we thought we would just get together and just have a discussion about some of the some of the biggest headlines from the, the last few weeks. So, you know, plus we thought what, that'd be a good way to to also let you guys know we're still here. It's just uh, it, it's getting a little bit harder to get together in the in the in the winter time, but we'll be recording these as long as we can. If we ever do decide to stop, we'll let you guys know. We're not going to stop. Yeah, We're I don't think so stop. either. We have to wait for. <laughs> Dewey we have to get to too much to talk about. Exactly. At least Dewey, you can just push push his button and he'll go for hours. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So if I was one uh, like Woody, you know, if I had one of those strings that you pull <laughs> and I would talk. My the string on me is three and three and a quarter miles long, so I will talk for a long time if you pull my string, Ron. We know, so, we know. Well, you've known me twenty years. You, my string hasn't stopped yet. It hasn't stopped yet. So, uh, just a couple of things we want to talk about, Tony. Which one do you want to tackle first? Well, let's go back a, a couple of weeks uh, in early January. Um, one of people's favorites favorite attractions in the magic kingdom got shut down for good and it is now going to be replaced with something else as, as you always hate the fact that well can we call this a i guess it would be a, a complete replacement because they're taking out what it used to be but they're still using it apparently they're still using the structure of what was there and of course i'm talking about what every single vlogger in january was talking about which is splash mountain the end of splash mountain in disney yeah. world Yes, if this was a triple R challenge, it uh, would appear that Disney has chosen replace. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, I guess, still going to be a log flume ride. So there's still going to be the, you know, the 40 foot drop or whatever Splash Mountain is, was. Uh, they're not taking that out. But for all intents and purposes, it's going to be an all new attraction. And um, how do you feel about that? Being that I know you hate uh, when they do new attractions, but what do you what do you feel? Well, I don't hate new attractions. I love new attractions. No, I meant when they take something yes. out and replace it with something completely different. Look, if so, in in my house, if I'm going to add something new, I got to remove something because I, I don't have any room, I, no space, right? No, I can't put a second bed in my bedroom. Disney World doesn't have that problem. Disney World <laughs> owns forty eight square miles, <laughs> so you don't have to destroy something amazing to put in something new. As a matter of fact, from a guest perspective, adding an attraction helps the congestion. It lowers wait times. And but, you know, uh, I think that we've we're smart enough to know by now that Disney wants us to wait. They want us in those attractions, in those queues, because, you know, it, that's crowd control for them. They don't care about our displeasure. They don't care about us being comfortable or whatever. They want us in the park spending money, and that's the way they control crowds is long lines. So 
they're not really concerned, unfortunately, with the overall guest experience and, you know, less so than they were in the past. So they don't care that we want more. They don't care. So what they care about is IP. And, you know, this is just another thing. Uh, they're they're bringing in a, a more recent IP and replacing an IP that, you know, without even talking about the controversy, the IP is 75 years ago or whenever it was, 47, I think. Um, you know, so I don't know, man. I, I love me some Splash Mountain. Uh, I loved it when it opened. Uh, I I loved it last time I was there uh, in twenty in August of twenty nineteen. Last time I what, was there, what did you like about it? Uh, well, okay, first of all, Zippity Doodah is could quite possibly be the greatest Disney song ever, especially for our generation. You know, there used to be a show that we would watch called The Wonderful World of Disney on ABC, and that was the theme song. That was what Disney was about. It was, you know, we're going to have a good time watching the show, zippity doo da. It's going to be a great day. Well, dude, even uh, in the 90s, uh, the the hotel TV. Oh, was, yeah. It was, you know, zippity doo da was the theme of of the 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 hotel TV that before before they did Must Do Disney and stuff. Or, might, you know, it might even have been in Must Do Disney with Stacey. Uh, I think it was zippity doo da was like the the jingle for that, too. So. I, you know, number one, the song, I mean, that is a, I don't know if there's a person on the planet that hasn't heard zippity doodah and doesn't love zippity doodah. Well, do you guys um, know there, there is a, a, a movie that came out in the, in the eighties where uh, there was a specific reference to it. And it was seemed to have been a call out because it was the first time that Disney made a movie under a new label, which was touchtone. And there's a, a, a quick call out to zippity doodah. Do you guys know which movie that is? I don't. But I'm, if I'm thinking about Touchstone Pictures, it's probably yes. like Three Men and a Baby or or something like that, right? You're close, Ron. Wow. You can tell Ron's thinking because he's looking this straight up in the air. That's Ron's <laughs> thinking face. <laughs> My family calls me out on that all the time. <laughs> I guess that makes me family. I have no I, I don't know. Well, if you guys remember, uh, Disney's in in the in the '80s wanted to differentiate differentiate family movies from the other kind of content that they were doing. So they formed these different companies, including, including New Line and Touchstone and a few others. And one of the very first Touchstone movies was a movie called Splash. And oh, there's a, right. a scene yep. in which uh, Tom Hanks is getting ready in the in the mirror and he starts singing "Zippity Doo Da," and he says, uh -huh. "Mr. Hairbrush is on my shoulder instead of the bluebird." So. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. I knew it was, you know, something like, you know, three men and a baby. Just I'm pretty sure you're that's a close. Touchstone. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty close. sure that's a touchstone film. I'm not 100 percent sure. But uh, Splash. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, remember the uh, that fountain from Splash was it? That's over, right. It was in know, the park. MGM Studios for a long, long time. Mm hmm. So. Mm. So, you know, no, I'm not happy about the refurb. Look, I love. um I, I love Princess and the Frog. Tiana is a great princess. Music is great. I, I love the 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 city of New Orleans. It's one of my favorite places to go and visit and do kind of, do fun stuff and eat beignets and all that. I get it. And I would jump up and down with excitement if uh, they were putting in a Tiana attraction and you know a whole Creole food kind of restaurant and stuff. But 
you know, I, I'm disgruntled about Splash Mountain leaving. So, you know, I am sad. I love Splash Mountain. It was unique and and special. And, you know, I and I'm sure when I ride what what's it's such a long name. I'm just gonna call it freaking Tiana, but Tiana's journey. <laughs> Tiana's journey into madness. adventure or something like that. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Right. I, I'm sure I, it'll be great and I'll love it. But uh sad still that Splash Mountain's gonna be gone. What about you, Ron? Do you have any any thoughts on how you feel about it? You know, I think it's gonna be I I agree. I wish it was not leaving. Um I'm starting to, in in this may be a surprise. I'm starting to have. I'm, I've looked at the replacing through a different lens, and bear with me, Dewey, because I know you're going to have hard opinion about this. But looking at it through a corporate lens of money and support and. Um, being able to have the the employee base to be able to support additional rides, right, or attractions, become would become a challenge if if they continue to grow. Because new, while I'm sure new attractions does bring some new um, growth to the number of people coming to the parks i'm not sure it's sustained and so from a corporate perspective maintaining older and the the maintenance of an older ride also has to come into play so all that to say no i don't enjoy seeing rides that we've grown up on or become part of our must do on our disney trips I'm starting to, if you stop and think from a corporate perspective, if you continue to have maintenance on rides, if you continue to have to employ more cast members to be able to support those rides, I'm not saying that that should be carte blanche. Okay, we're replacing because we can't, because obviously they've they've built new lands and 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 they continue to add to the park. So I guess what I'm saying is I can understand where there's a struggle to decide what needs to remain and what needs to be replaced. Um, So I guess I'm giving a little bit of grace, but yes, I'm sad to see it go. And, but I'll be honest, I love new stuff. So I'm sure um, I'll be, lined up to take a ride on the when it opens and and see if it becomes one of my favorites you know what i find to be kind of weird is that uh the movie takes place in new orleans and disney i don't think disney world has a new orleans square i think new orleans, it's over in disneyland where it would fit a lot better mm-hmm. yet disneyland's mm-hmm. last mountain is still as of this date in function and disney world's was was removed so that's kind of weird. wait wait so with the same yeah it's still there same way it was just used it, it, the same way we had it and it supposedly is going to be replaced yes. they just haven't started yet right but there's another splash mountain i think it's yeah so um, tokyo is it it's tokyo and there are no plans to change that one that right. one's staying splash mountain so so if you want to ride splash mountain you could still make your way to california right 
right now. I, I don't know yeah. when the it is changing. I don't know when the date is, uh, but it is changing. And but you know, one of my live streams is to visit every Disney park right. in the world. So maybe I'll get to ride Splash Mountain when I go to Tokyo Disneyland someday. But the the, the saddest part of this to me is that I had heard that they're no longer allowing Zippity Doodah. Oh yeah, be, in the park. Be in the parks at all, and to me, that's probably even more sad than Splash Mountain going away. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. And, Quite possibly and, the greatest Disney song ever. So yeah, I mean, it's just amazing. a classic, and and it makes and you feel happy. There's no reason. Yeah, right? it's a it's a song about happiness when it comes yeah. down to it. But uh, as far as the the ride itself, were there things about that ride that you enjoyed? I remember it's a unique. It's not just for anyone who's never been on that. It's it wasn't just a a, um, a log flume ride. It was a unique one in the sense that we got to see not only animatronics but scenes from this movie that was kind of legendary by the time the ride opened, as well as um, a lot of thrills. There were lots of dips in there that were a lot of fun, unexpected dips, mm-hmm. and then that huge fall at the end which was yeah. great both in the daytime and if i don't know if you guys ever had a chance to do that at night it was fantastic oh, yes. because you'd get up to that point and you'd look out at the park and you'd see the castle all lit up yeah. in the distance and just it, it that whole experience is really um pretty amazing yeah i hope they don't take i hope they bring some thrill back to it because it definitely oh, yeah. was a unique um log flume ride no other ride that at least no other log flume ride that I've ridden um, had the the storyline right and, and the, like you're saying the animatronics and the music and and some surprises along the way as well. What you know, I've ridden ones that stay on the ground and then you ride the conveyor belt up to go down. I've been on the on ones that you ride the conveyor up and the whole log flumes way up in the air and then you. Mm-hmm come down there's all kinds of variations but i've not rode any other that has that has the you know i've been on boat rides like small world it's a boat ride but it doesn't have the that thrill that the thrill and you you have boat rides that tell stories but this was a combo and it was unique and yeah i hope they don't lose some of that So what's next on the list, Tony? I thought you knew. <laughs> okay, sure. So how about, um, so Bob Iger coming in, I guess it's been, what, month and a half or so now, and trying to make That's already been a roller changes. coaster and a half. Holy smokes. So what, like three days ago, they just announced that Disney is going to be laying off 7,000 cast members. They said and, specifically cast members, or is it throughout the Disney comp- company? Well, it, they're all cast members. Even if you work uh, at well, Disney yeah. Plus, you're a cast member. You're you're not an employee. You're a cast member. So it's not just the parks. Although I think that I read uh, Disney World is going to be losing uh, 1,200 jobs. Disneyland is losing, I believe the number was 700. And the rest is in all their other you know bureaus or whatever you know that's animation really interesting and, Dewey, and because what i read <clears throat> is that they are not going to touch 
the endpoint of hourly employees. So that means that Disneyland and Disney World has a lot of management. Yeah. Well, and let's yeah, let's let's be honest. They're not touching, they're not doing it because they care about the hourly employee. It's not what because, oh, the hourly employee, you work so hard, we're not going to fire you. Uh, no, 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 they have unions. That's why they're not getting fired. They're, Disney's want, not wanting to fight with the unions. Don't, make, don't mistake this for kindness towards the hourly worker. This is, uh, you know, a, well, a no, desire and, to and not An hourly employee unions. probably is not going to touch the bottom line near as effectively as your managers and salaried Absolutely. employees. So there's no need. You know, sometimes I think companies do it just to show equality across the the company. But at the end of the day, it's the salaried employees that are going to help the bottom line the quickest. You know, and it just strikes me that, you know, I didn't see Bob Iker when he when he started this discussion of layoffs. I didn't see him say. Real sorry about these layoffs. I, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to forego my gigantic multi-million dollar bonus to help the Disney company. You know, it, it they never do that. The 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 dude on top is never like, well, I'm getting a bajillion dollars. Let's let's start yeah. there, you know? Yeah, um, you don't see that on No, no. And you know, it's but I know I can't remember the lady's name now, but the lady uh, used to be in charge of a uh, theme park. She was a high up uh, manager in the theme park uh, arm of the Disney company. And she had uh, moved over to streaming and she was in charge of streaming uh, outside of the U S and uh, getting a gigantic paycheck. And she's been with the company for 23 years. And she was the one that one of the many that got her walking papers this mm -hmm. week. So, you know, even even with that, you know, 23 years of dedication to the company doesn't get you uh, anything. But, uh, you know, but a pink slip and a, a wave out the door. So, you know, it's, what, it's why is why do you think Disney Plus is having is struggling so much? Is it just the cost of what they spent to produce the content? Well, because there's so much good stuff on there, and there's so much, especially for Disney fans who they would you would sustain it as far as you knew. What what so seems to be the problem with that? Even in the very beginning with Disney Plus, they said they did not expect it to yeah. turn a profit until at least 2024. So this is not a surprise, right? I don't know why there's knee-jerk reactions yeah. when they said said three years ago when Disney Plus opened. Because whatever. you know why it exceeded expectations, and then suddenly because it starts to drop, they start panicking. Well, and look, let's be honest. You've got new content. You got the Star Wars. You got the Marvels. Yeah. You got I don't know, like the High School Musical thing. That's pretty more coming. But ninety-nine percent of what's on there is their catalog. Yeah, and that's not making money. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Those are hundred years old. Yeah. So they're spending way more than they're making. But at the same time, you know, all that new content they're making, it does bring in some subscribers and stuff, but that's also giving them, if they were smart, that's giving them, you know, fodder to put into the theme parks and they, and the theme park is the, the moneymaker. The theme mm -hmm. parks is where they made up all the money that they lost from streaming. Right. So, you know, take advantage of this stuff that you're creating new content, 
throw it in the theme parks and make money off of it. And I haven't really seen Disney do that a whole lot. Uh, you know, every once in a while, they'll throw a new Marvel character at uh, the at California Adventure over at Avengers yeah. Campus. You know, they'll, they'll do that some. But they're not taking advantage of that new content, you know. So, so there. It took them three years to put uh, the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, into uh, Galaxy's Edge, and and but it's only in California so far. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, that guy, that show is gigantic, huge. Why does it take them three years to put a walk around character into a theme park? I like I. That just baffles me. You know, that guy is making money now. And Grogu is huge. Put Grogu in the theme park. Why is it three years and it's only in California? And, you know they don't I mean? have to, and in Disney World, they don't have to worry about it. They can just put him in, in the Star Tours area. I, I, I don't care where he is. Yeah. But put him there. That's going to draw people in. That doesn't make any sense to me. So, um, you know, I, I don't know what it is. It seems like, you know... Disney could do no wrong for years and years and years. And the last decade, they've just been stepping on their, their, you know, just like shooting themselves on their, their own foot over and over and over. I don't know what the heck is going on over there, but uh, lots of dopey decisions or sometimes lack of decisions, just doing nothing. You know, I, I don't know, but laying off 7000 people that's that's that hurts man that's you know that's people's livelihood or you know i don't know that just that bothers me a lot but taking us back to what the parks started to be for our one final thought on, on things that have been going on um in february one of their classic movies speaking of ip uh, celebrated, I believe it's its 70th birthday, or maybe even more than that, since 1953. I, I'm having trouble counting back at the moment. But uh, in 1953, Walt Disney released the movie Peter Pan. And uh, one of the ideas I had for this show was was a look back at Peter Pan's ride, but I just couldn't really place on how to put it all together. You can look on the internet and find out about the history of it. But... Uh, it's always been one of the most popular rides at Walt Disney World and and also at Disneyland. And I just wanted to know what you guys uh, do. You guys have any reflections on on what the ride uh, about the ride or, or what you thought about Peter Pan's flight? So happy birthday, Peter Pan! Yeah, the the movie that's cool. Uh, it's a it's a great ride. It's fun. It was uh, one of the originals. Yes, it's uh, opening day and all that stuff, but. It's if it's got more than a twenty-minute wait, I don't do it. Yeah, and, I agree. You know, I haven't been on it for many, many years because of that. I don't think. Every, I think every time I went, it was like an hour wait. Right, and I'm not waiting an hour for Peter Pan. It's a you know, it's a Fantasyland dark ride, which to me means is I'll do it if it's not long. And you know, it's just uh, it, it's fun. I love the 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 scene over London and everything when you're flying over and stuff. Really cool. Uh, it's done in a flash, though. You, you wait in line for all that time, and then it's done in what two minutes or less. And you know, it's it's fun. I like it, and I probably haven't done it in five years. So, what about uh, you, Ron? I I love it. I have an interesting story about that one. Yes, a cast member actually put me in the front of the line um, as I was trying to get fast passes for it, 
and they were out. So he gave me three for my family. He's like, why don't you go ahead and take a sneak peek um, and, and murder it with, with me. And, and so it was kind oh, of a cool. fun, fun experience. That's, so that's pretty- yeah, I ride it when I'm not going to, I'm not going to stand in a, a, yeah, it's always got these ridiculous lines, or at least did in the days we used to go. Well, back in the fast pass days, you could access it. You might, uh, you might get there at 10 in the morning and you won't have your fast pass for, for Peter Pan until like seven that night. Sure. But you know, the, the old fast pass system allowed you to do that. It was much more user friendly than, than what they have now. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'll do it when it's slow, Aaron. And I, I wrote it a lot when. And what do you think the appeal pass. was? It is, is it because it was one of the originals that has Disney's touch in it? Or is it because it it's a unique kind of a flight over uh, attraction? Or what, what What was it that, that interested you, you about? Well, the, the, it's, it, it's a unique kind of, uh, it's still an Omnimover, but it's unique because you're the, you hang and it's rail. like you're flying rather yeah. than being a, a a track system. So just in the just in the ride mechanism alone, it's it's pretty unique and that makes it fun. But the I, I don't know. I, I still to this day don't know why it's so popular. Yeah. Because, you know, it's it's fun, but it's not an hour long wait fun. It's not that fun. Most of those rides over there I don't understand the way it <laughs> The, the I guess because it's Fantasyland, you're thinking it's Walt Disney, and maybe they, it's more kid friendly, perhaps. Yeah, definitely kid friendly. It was. Yeah, we, I mean, yeah. Lo, when you have younger kids, you're definitely spending more time in Fantasyland than than I do. You know, now as both of my my kids are 20 and 16, so uh, you know it's less appealing. Dumbo is to my us. favorite over there. Dumbo. Yeah. Well, I, I started to do some kind of research because I was going to talk about the history of it. And I just wanted to see if you guys knew about this thing. And, and that is that when it was built, um, I, I was watching a video of when it first came out. And I was thinking to myself, what perspective of the characters is this? Because it seemed like there was no Peter Pan anywhere. And it turns out that when they first made it, Peter Pan was not in the ride until apparently the end or something. And it wasn't until they refurbished it that they decided to make because the point of view was supposed to be you're on the on you're you're taking this flight on this um on this boat and you're you're peter pan and you're taking everybody with you and that was kind of lost i think in the in the first couple iterations of it until finally they've added it so that you get to visit these scenes from the movie as you're kind of flying over it and and another interesting thing that i found i haven't even watched the video of it yet but it appears that within the past 10 years or so the disneyland version was refurbished completely and and that it now includes instead of using the animatronic characters it now has that new technology where it's film uh the projection on their faces Mm -hmm. not only on their faces but also uh, look for instance on the clock you get to see the characters land on the clock um in the beginning when you come in you see the characters floating there's a star effect so the second star to the right explodes as you go through it there's a, like a whole different approach that disney took recently to make that ride more interesting over in disneyland i don't know if they've done it at, at disney world yet but uh I, I i just i've always wondered why there's been such a fascination with that character and with that particularly part particular part of the uh of the um of fantasy land and it's always been so busy but i think as we were discussing i, I realized that it's because that's more accessible to 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 younger younger people in that area there well you, 
you mentioned that you're supposed to be, you know, either with Peter Pan or you're you are acting as Peter Pan in that yeah. ride. They did the that was kind of a thing uh, in the early days of of the Fantasyland dark rides because Snow White's Scary Adventures was the exact same thing. Snow White was her. not in the attraction. You were Snow White. So that's um and I guess they figured out that the guests weren't that savvy. They weren't picking up on that and they were just mad that they didn't see Peter Pan or Snow White. So uh they they made those changes, but it's a fun ride. And uh when it's less than a half hour, I'll ride it, but I'm not waiting longer than that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, I guess we can wrap up that part for now. I mean, we'll we'll get together and, and talk some more in the next couple of weeks and find something um concrete to discuss. But I, I think that's this has been fun, quick catch up. Just fun to catch up, absolutely. We haven't been able to get together for a while, so that was definitely fun. Good times. All right. So that was pretty much a whole segment on what's happening around Walt Disney World, kind of a lot of Disney World news. So we're going to move on to what is normally our third and final segment of the show each time we get together. And that's something we call What's Your Favorite? Each episode, one of our hosts brings with them a question to ask the other two guys. Those two hosts don't know the question ahead of recording and must answer the question on the spot. So this week, Tony G, you got the question for what's your favorite this week. So I turn it over to you, my friend. What you got for us? Okay. As I mentioned during our pre-get-together, I don't think we've done this one before. And even if we have, it's okay. Probably may have changed by then. And uh, I am, I'd like to know from you guys, what is your favorite? Staying in kind of, of uh, staying in, in tune with what we were discussing earlier. Which is your favorite part of the Magic Kingdom? To go to would it be Fantasyland, Tomorrowland, Adventureland, Frontierland? Which of those areas is your go-to spot? What's your favorite? Ron, you're you you were looking up. So does that mean you're you're still contemplating? Or are you ready to answer? I'm still contemplating. That's a tough question. Okay. Well, I'll go then. So if you would have asked me this question 20 years ago, it would have been Tomorrowland, hands down, easy. Um, Tomorrowland's lost kind of some of its luster. You know, you still got Space Mountain, and that's great. Still got Carousel of Progress, and that's probably my favorite thing over there. Uh, and maybe Tron will help it. You know, it, it's supposed to be really cool and stuff, but... Oh, yeah, we forgot uh, to mention that. Yeah, well, we'll talk. They're, they're doing cast member uh, previews Previous. and stuff of that right now. We can talk about that in the next show. Um, and real quickly, I, I meant to say alert. in the intro to this, the reason that, that, that this came up is because they've also brought back the Disney World Railroad over the past few weeks, and that kind of takes you on a tour of all of these er- of all of these areas. So I'm sorry for not saying that ahead of time. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff happened, and we, we just picked the first few that came to, the, to yeah. our minds. Um, so I probably would have said 20 years ago would have been Tomorrowland. You know, you had, you know, Alien Encounter 20 years ago, and, and of course still had Splash, and Carousel of Progress was still pretty, uh, pretty new with the refurbishment. But I think um, I'm more of a, and, and I'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit, uh, and I'm going to say Frontierland and Adventureland together because, mm-hmm. um, I'm, or I'm going to cheat and say I'm going to put Pirates of the Caribbean in Frontierland because right over there, that section, you've got Pirates and then Splash or you know, Tiana soon, I guess. And then Thunder Mountain. And that's like the triple threat. Just bam, bam, bam. Those three all together are uh, 
really super cool. I love all of those. Could have said uh, Liberty Square too, because I love me some Hall, Hall of Presidents and I oh, love wow. me some Haunted Mansion. Yeah. So um, it, it would be a tie between, for me, the Frontierland and maybe Liberty Square, those two. How about you, Ron? So I'm with Dewey. Unfortunately, uh, Tomorrowland has has kind of lost its appeal. I mean, I still love it. I, sure. I love Magic Kingdom is my favorite park. So it's not. But if and I'm not sure you threw this one out there, but I probably my favorite part of the park is Main Street. Ah, Main Street's another great part. Yeah. I mean, I I just absolutely love walking down main street and experiencing the smells that now I know are piped in and, and, <laughs> and their and, first view of the castle as you walk and in your verse, first view of the castle. And normally there is, um, um, characters there by the flagpole. And it's just, it's just that, that Disney happy feeling that you walk in right at that point and then my second place to go would probably be liberty square because i also love that that area so. yeah that's a cool area i i kind of agree with you there i i tended to go to Adventureland whenever i go to the park because they used to always say everyone turns to the right so i used to try to start on the on the i used to get to the park really early and i'd start on the on that side where Adventureland was and make my way all the way around. So that first section was always my favorite because as Dewey mentioned, um, which again, we're, we're talking about different areas there, but um, Pirates is great, uh, Jungle Cruise, and it was kind of an exotic, different take on a theme park on that side. So that was my favorite. And I, I would say all of it is, but when you mentioned, um, Haunted Mansion, I, I kind of forgot about that area there, too. There, there's mm -hmm. too, there are too many good spots. That's, that's what my answer is. Yeah, I love Magic Kingdom, to me, just screams at Disney time. I mean, I don't know that it has any of my favorite rides that right. are even must-dos for me. But you feel um, like you're there. But I feel like I'm at Disney, and and we will never go to Disney and not go to Magic Kingdom. That. I can't imagine a trip going to Disney and not going to Magic Kingdom. I'll put it that way. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that does it for What's Your Favorite? And I guess that just about does it for this episode of the WDW Reflections Podcast. Please find and follow us on all our social media. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at WDW Reflections Podcast. And on Twitter at WDW Reflections. This podcast can currently be found and played on many podcast platforms, and we'd love it if you'd give the show a follow wherever you listen. And if you love the show, please leave us some feedback on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Those positive feedbacks help the show reach a larger audience, and it helps us grow. Make sure you check out all the new fun stuff we've got going on at the WDWReflectionsPodcast.com website. And don't forget, you can always message us from any of those social media accounts or you can email us at wdwreflections at gmail.com. I'm sorry, wdwreflectionspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And please keep coming back because we truly appreciate you listening to the show. Thanks for reflecting on Walt Disney World memories with us on the WDW Reflections Podcast. See you real soon. <laughs>